last time on The Empire's Edge. It's into the uh, the wizard's house. Yes, yeah, so you're all able to do this. This trick will no longer function, and you realize if you try to step over a single board, it still would have gone. Uh, okay, so the spell is off the door, but there is definitely still magic beyond the door. As far as you can tell, there's no trap on this door. Fantastic. I relay that to my team. You want to inspect this door again, bud? I seem to have a dart in my neck. But here's what's bizarre. When you, when you kick that open, Boris, inside is an altar to Uko. So were they trying to summon something? One of the stones of those three in the Vistari Hills lifts up and moves itself and drops itself down to a different spot. Oh, Creepy. Whoa. Stop here for just a moment because the last time we tried to do anything where we were divining information about this man, he looked directly at us and then left. So I'm terrified that if we do too much about this, he might go up here and kick our butts. With absolute 100% certainty, I can tell you there are no more traps in this entire building. Marvelous. That's fantastic. Well, I may how could you say that? I may have just killed a man. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck then. If you're leaving today, best of luck on your trip to Sarntar Zul. So the wizard house seems clear. What are you guys going to do now? Uh, what time of day is it? We, we went there kind of first thing in the morning. So yeah, yeah, it's right? pretty early still. It's pre-lunch. Yeah, um, yeah. how packed are we? Because you get our stuff and go is probably the next phase operation. Well, I do want to make sure that the druids that I've been working with know the lightning spell. Oh, good point, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. so. Um, so. And we maybe want to meet with the graves. Just I can to... drill a bit with my folks. So I guess leave first thing tomorrow morning. We can just uh, let another day go by. Yeah, take okay. a day to or just yeah. half a day. We can meet with the graves, Confer. make sure that they're set. I mean, do they really know? We Do they know? These, these things might come back. The um the bugbear lizard things. Well, they acquitted themselves reasonably well. That's true. Yep, that's true. All right. That they, you know, for the large part, fought them off. We just did it in a much more flashy way. We did it in a kind of a <laughs> we sent a way. message. So hopefully that message doesn't respond back with a bigger force. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be embarrassing. Yeah. By the way, this morning, which was last episode, that that lizard would have gotten back to the bugbears by that time. So yeah, message right, has yeah. been sent. But now the graves, Scarper. the graves did talk about that they wanted to meet with all of you to plan what their next you know, strategic step should be. Do you think there's any way we could phrase a question to the sandbox and see if there's a way of knowing if they're doing anything to like... It's pre- pretty consistently locational, not creatures. Yeah. I wonder. Or I mean, at we, least... We could, if we there's no think, harm in trying okay, it, If we, we think about something that small, we can even see if maybe they have an outfit that's even on this way here now, or if they're just kind of staying to themselves. Yeah, you be, could definitely walk. It's just in the yeah. next room. You're still up there. You could go and try it, Jake. Make sure the ahead. trap didn't reset. I think we left the door open for like that. Like we said last purpose. time, it wasn't like it was door a, in. a that's ma- right, yeah. It wasn't a magazine, so it's not reloading and reloading. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you are in there, Jacob, and you noticed no one else walked in there with you. Yeah, I don't blame So yeah, I'll I'll ask the question. Just like think think it real hard and just say like um. Will the bugbears, or uh, what are the enemy bugbears doing? And then you toss the stones? Yeah. They all go to the frame. Okay. They all go to the periphery. It seems to not be its divination speciality. Cool. It also wasn't a yes or no question. Well, none of them were yes or no questions. (laughs) Are there bugbears in the area? No. All right, well. Guidance. I have a... Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm pretty good at deception. I can let them know that they are in no harm. They're, I'm confident that the bugbears won't be an issue. So you guys exit house. If they ask. And, and I give them a heading, slap on the head for trying to lie to our allies. <laughs> heading over to Graves? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So you get to the Graves house. They welcome you, uh, sit you down almost immediately, and they lay out a map that looks like one of the uh, what I, the, the Suttons, Allie and Carrie Sutton, that are the I photographers. Guess. 
that they they've mapped out like the, a little bit of the hills that are surrounding the the town of Shepton, Shepton itself, and they're looking at it to make some kind of a strategic move. And they're looking to all of you for recommendations. What what do you think we should do next? Um, I'd recommend against counter striking first of all that um, you just don't have the manpower available to you yet. That you'll need more people from um, Warland and maybe Weldon um, and potentially even like Hiller or something to reinforce you guys before you can actually spend people to make strikes. The easiest. Well, oh, go ahead. And what have you done? I mean, what what kind of what kind of preparations are you already making? What what kind of things do you guys have in mind? We are erecting a palisade across the near end of the tunnel. We're assuming okay. that's where they're coming through. So we're trying to make that so it closes. We should probably put a gate into it, but our, our, our initial reaction was just to close it off. So manning that, guarding that choke point, because they're most likely coming through right there. And then as he points out the window that he says, well, and you can see that we have, and he points out different towers that are put about like 100 feet apart from each other on the south side of the uh, of the town. That is in the direction of where you guys dug the ditch, in the direction sure, yeah. of the tower. And that that we're going to we're working on establishing a ditch between them that we have archers that are there so as they come riding in so far they've only been attacking during the daytime and we figured we'd extend the palisade between one and the other over rather the ditch between uh, each one of those towers and then as we do each step then put a light fence at the top of it and then build it to a, a larger palisade and just keep working to put this defensive perimeter in the direction that they seem to be coming from. I'd keep expanding it and begin the you, initial processes for a full uh, wall, if not a Martin Bailey. Um, even a knee wall is something that would give them a bit of pause while you can strike from behind it or uh, shoot at them. Have they come without the lizards? Are they always riding, riding the lizards? They have had scouts that have come without the lizards, but when they seem to be skirmishing, they want to test our defenses, they're always on the lizards. Because the one thing that we found out from the lizards is they're not, they're not trained from birth lizards. So they're not, um, they're, they're not broken completely. They're, they're more like kind of captured in the wild. Okay. So use that to your advantage. They, they're still going to have those same kind of instincts. They're still going to, they're going to revert to their wild tendencies, unlike the ones, hopefully, that you guys start gathering those eggs and train them from birth. Those are going to be more broken. Those are going to be more bonded to you. Can you make any suggestions as to what that would, how that would manifest? It's uh, like distractions. You dis have dismount like... them. They're only allies of the bugbears, so they can't reach the bugbears. Yeah, so, so use, thing, use things like... Uh, distractions. Yeah, like, like meat and, and enticing things like that, that you should get them to go in a different direction, force the bugbears themselves to get off Fire, or knock them definitely. off. Fire, mm -hmm. yeah. Um then furthermore, just anti-cavalry tactics in generally, um, ditches, palisades, picket walls, uh, sharp objects to break the charge. Mm, yeah, I, I would imagine too, even some uh, shallow pits Definitely. that uh, have spikes at the bottom of them. Uh, that all sounds great. And so your druids can create spikes fairly easily. Not completely at will, but reasonably at will. And that's so another thing too, knowing that they're coming beforehand, like using your druids to speak with... Um, animals Birds, in the nearby area yeah. or mm, learning how mm -hmm. to cast the Longstrider spell so your scouts that are over there could get back sooner. All right, so all great suggestions. So as the, let's say, hour that all of you are talking, they're working through the plans and uh, both the Suttons, other people are there too, and over there, they're hunters and they're, they're new warriors, that as they're, they're talking, working out a defensive plan and an itinerary, they're seeming very stable. Like they, they feel like they're on a very good track to defend Shepton. 
the only other place that people talked about uh, an episode or two ago was you talked about meeting with the uh, cartographers, Jacob. I did. And I mean, I think for the most part, I don't think they would really have a lot of information to offer to me, but I'd have some more maps or at least stuff that I could give them to help them with their own area, specifically probably helping their own building of this road that's going to be meeting up with, they're connecting to Hiller, right? Yeah. They yeah. Are. So I could, I could offer them assistance with, with that, giving them like, uh, the best idea of what to expect as they're building this road. Okay. But uh, unless they've sent scouts in the surrounding area that they might be able to provide me with knowledge that I wouldn't have about the area we're about to trek into. Well, they're very curious. They say, well, what, what route do you intend to take out of this valley to head toward wherever you're heading further south? And more than likely, my answer would just be the same one that we took the last time and went in that direction. Through That's going to get hectic. We're going to go through the tunnel? I thought the tunnel was on the other side. No. Nope. So maybe not. We're going to go around the tunnel. So, um, so as you say, we're going to go around yeah, the tunnel. passes in the area. That'd be something they could get for you. Yeah, mountainous passes or just passes in general. So that map spread out on the table. Well, let's assume we're still in the... Or uh, they have a copy of it. Yeah, but they were there at this meeting as well, too. So mm-hmm. that uh, they're, they're at the Graves' house. But on one of the maps, they put their finger on a spot that's fairly south and west of the actual town of Shepton. And you're picturing it, David. David, I'm sorry. You're picturing it, Jacob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I get here? that you would have thought those are pretty impassable, that that's part of this wall of very, you can call them hills right around Shepton. That's where the, it's not part of the Rejek Hegyek mountains, but they definitely go to craggy peaks and go above the tree line. So out of comfortable terrain and steep, but they're pointing it saying, well, there is a pass and they're pointing to where it is. We've not scouted it the whole way up. We can see it and everybody walks outside and they point to this craggy peak that's, you know, well above its, south and west, a direction that would, you think, take you in the direction of Sarntar Azul and take you away much further west than where the tunnel goes into the, the Bugbear Valley. Okay. What's, but no one's gone up there to know just how treacherous or how passable it actually is. What's cover like in the area from, like, uh, I say we run into horns a lot. Is it is it covered in trees or would it, would it be, 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 like, open, wide open? The open? It looks like the pass is above the tree line. Yeah, so for a number of hours, you'd be in trees as you're going up but then as you're gaining altitude, and again, they don't, they've gone as far as the tree line itself. That's about as far as they've gone. From there, it's pretty exposed. I mean, okay. it's rock. It may be, it's not like you're on a sheer cliff or it's just like a barren mountain of rock. There is still cover, but it's not like you're, you have that total cover that a tree canopy would. Yeah, but being out in the open, though, could actually be beneficial for us now because Jacob would remember the name of this thing, but David doesn't. Your um, your hawk uh, familiar? Jast. Jast. Jast uh, flying out above us could keep an eye on at least the path ahead of us so we can know of any potential dangers as we're going. So mm-hmm. the path yeah. actually seems like a, a great... We've got some pretty prodigious ranged striking ability now. Yeah. Yeah, you guys really do. All right, so then it's agreed. You guys going to take this other pass? Yeah, out? I don't yeah. think... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we then... don't want to... Kill their, their, their bugbears and then go and see them again. Like, hey guys, remember us? No, I, I, I think pass sounds like the best idea. And they add more information to their map that you're adding, you're, you're offering to them from your trek up from uh, Hiller. Okay. So those, those blanks are being filled in. How open do you leave it when it comes to Izango's Tower in that region? Do you give them any direction as to where that is, or do you leave that? I have no intention of mentioning it. Yeah, no, we, we, leave, we left druids there to protect the area. No reason to let anyone know that it's there. Okay, just double-checking. So then then the last issue or well, last item... Who knows who's actually on Sylvain's payroll? Yeah, yeah that's the truth. Let's you know keep secrets to people we know we can trust. 
Any, uh, am I getting any signals from anyone too, just as we're walking through town, like any potential steel cloud stuff? Uh, roll an insight. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, okay. I thought it was a one. It's not a one. It's a, <laughs> it's higher than a one. Is it a seven? Is it it is a seven, It's yeah. the European one? Uh, insight. Which one's insight? The one says insight, right? Oh, yeah, the one I'm really good at, 11. You've not noticed oh, There's somebody anyone. waving at you, and you're like, eh, peasant. <laughs> there seems to be no inscriptions or any of the, the, the hand signs okay. that indicate there's still cloud. And specifically, the I'm ones who... village out in the hills. What do I care what you think? <laughs> <laughs> that the three people that came from the Confederation of Duchies might have been you know, a possible, but um, there, there's no subtle clue coming from any of them, or no overt clue for that matter either, that they're still cloud. And I would imagine checking too, they don't seem to be... Nothing's a telltale that there's rack or they're they're in the the payroll of. I need to Sylvain get a lot Vidbor. better at reading people. I swear, I'm just I'm awful at that particular thing. Yeah, think or strange fezes covered in Masonic devices. <laughs> no, they're not part of no, any order. No, no. <laughs> I'm the worst spy ever. <laughs> yeah, right. So then, Zelen, you said you want to teach them. Yeah, I was I was going to be working with the druids while we were here to teach them um, call lightning because uh, that was very advantageous fighting. And what level spell is that? <clears throat> um, hey lightning what you doing a third level Good job. <laughs> yeah that probably be tough for them because what is that fifth level druid cast a third level spell yeah yeah so that would take them some time they'd have to fight a so lot of bugbear they're, armies they're work they're they're doing the Maybe motions moon and beam? movements moon uh, lower level? than cold lightning oh, yeah spike growth or, oh yeah, that was the one you're yeah, talking so about. Yeah, so a first level the spell they probably get right now. Second okay. level Second spell. level spell, they'd have to still practice and okay, they could so get there more quickly. Then, so what I'll third. figure out in working with them is that they're not quite ready to warn the lightning. Mm -hmm. So then I'll switch to a, this most useful spell that I can reasonably teach them at their skill level. Yeah, and spike growth would be very, very handy talking yep. about you know, defending um, the area. I'll drill with um, any martially inclined folk like anti-cavalry uh, maneuvers. Okay, yeah, very good. You know, pike hedges and stuff like that. And Jacob, and you note where their tiles are positioned, they have good overlap and good clear fields of fire. Oh, yeah. So they cool. already have that set up. Well, there. Cool. All right, so then... And gun go twang. Yeah, and te teach them how to make <laughs> better <laughs> bows, I guess? I don't know. Uh, probably wouldn't be time for that, but you know, no. as you review all the... Honestly, the helping them are. tweak their uh, fletching quality would make more sense than working on their bows. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk theoretical ar archery. So then the next day, whatever time you, in the morning after breakfast, you guys uh, depart. Yeah, I have my degree in applied archematics. <laughs> <laughs> you guys depart Shepton. So yeah. you're heading southwest. On the road again. Yeah. It's like, you know, camping. We've hardly left. <laughs> camping which, which direction are we going? Are we eastbound and down or? <laughs> We're going west. West. <laughs> Westbound and down. Southwest. And it is a, a fairly steep, down. a fairly steep ascent through the trees and there isn't a path, so you're forging that one. Go ahead and do it in nature. Hey, that's a better skill for me. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're flat heading through this area, you, you could see that coming back down through it, if you had to reverse your course. 16 on a nature. Oh, you God, do don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many times have you rolled well when we're trying to figure some religious-y thing out? <laughs> Teach us about churches, country boy. <laughs> yeah, right. That uh, you notice that that Boris seems to be finding the the natural inclination to make a path going up here, and everyone go ahead and roll a perception I'm check. I'm taking a uh, yes. level in ranger next. You you have an escort with ooh nineteen Very plus good. stuff twenty seven seventeen. I got the seven part. 
Okay, so <laughs> both Jacob and Zelen know. I'm when too you, excited about finding the path. <laughs> <laughs> that as you hit just like a plateau in the rock, you know, it's not like a major plateau, just a level spot as you're you're working your way up through this pretty narrow defile. Uh, Actually, weaving in, back and forth, you know, above the tree line, or not yet. You're okay. still in the trees. That as you pause for a moment, the two of you look at each other, Zelen and Jacob, and you realize that this little bit of rock you're on is actually worked stone. Oh, oh, neat. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely stop to examine that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did yeah, I trip so, over it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, you sat down on it. You got your canteen out and you had some drink of water. And the splashing washed some of it <laughs> yeah, off, right. so we noticed it. Splashing? How bad at drinking do you think I am? <laughs> I almost have a perception <laughs> of drinking. <laughs> my canteen up in the air. <laughs> so that was a, a 17 and a 20 something? shoot the bottom of <laughs> yeah, so Now you're talking about your grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> I actually told that story at work today, yeah. or yesterday. Uh, it was a 17 and a 20 something. Yeah, that, yeah with both of those checks, the stone is typical of what you've seen of either Bravis or Krenlin roads before. Roads. Yeah, yeah the okay. distinction gets kind of strange. Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> yeah, it, it really What's is. What's a soda? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is like a, a semantic difference that it's from that older time period. If it w existed from Bravis, then it was used by the Krenlins, but it looks like there must have been some sort of a switchbacky road that came up through here, and you just happened to cross over a portion of it, though it does look that most of it has been just reduced to rubble, though there's just a couple of spots where stone is held together, just uh, you know, the, the natural um, formation of the rock, a little bit of shelter, but you think this could be very old, but the way the water must cascade down through here when it's raining an awful lot is probably long since eroded the majority of what would have been a road surface. Okay, so looking looking around the road, I can't pick up now that I know what I'm looking for, I can't pick up a trail. No, nothing quite that nothing quite that clear. Does it look similar to the kind of construction we saw at Sarantar Azul? Like this could be some road that leads all the way there? Uh Potentially, it reminds you of the road that's on the other side of Shepton that led toward oh, that's right. the that's right. where the, the where we, we first, first encountered lizard. the lizards. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. So it is indicative of that construction style, even though they only have a piece that's like four or five feet long. Okay, now are there retaining walls where there could be potential hostiles hiding on the other side of it now, since that seems to be our MO with these type of roads? <laughs> this actually is a piece of retaining wall. When I'm sitting on the road, up. are my feet in a lizard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is there is no gap behind it. It's just like, okay. you know, the, the, the so that's dirt as it's eroded is filled in around So there. is there any way that we could follow this road? I mean, if we yeah, made of yellow all bricks. four feet of it, yeah. you could try. But the reality is the topography's probably shifted from however mm. many, like, you know, a yeah, thousand, sure. two thousand years ago that it wouldn't even be like trail like you just happen to find this piece of this road surface might have even started, you know, another 200 feet further up the uh, this this narrow valley. Can we get a direction at least? Like maybe we can't see where the path is going from this small section. We can see like, oh, it's going this way and well, we can roll that as an investigation I'll as help. you're trying to put. Are you proficient you in proficient investigation? investigation? I don't know. So if you, it's listed over it's there. It's a plus four. Yeah, uh, do you have a little no, dot by it? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, three. Oh my gosh. Apparently it was going to go in both directions. Well, that's how roads work. Point. Wait a second, give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> These well, stairs I, only I'm, go up. <laughs> I'm noticing you rolled a natural one. <laughs> you really can't tell. There's so much erosion around it, you really can't tell. But just that you can tell that this was a route that these ancient peoples used at some point. I'm glad hey, that it's because... can you hop around from tree to tree and see what you can look... I, I mean, mean I, you, you can do that really fast, Are there right? coniferous trees nearby? There certainly are, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I totally can. Because you can kind of hop around and see if you see anything else. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have any idea which direction I should go in? 
because I can't seem to go see well, southwest. Up, southwest. Yeah, southwest yeah. and up would yeah. be the right direction. I'll, I'll give it a shot because uh, I don't yeah, actually have the wind up of the armor with me. But plenty of big coniferous trees. There's there's a lot of uh, like there's some oaks, ash, and uh, cedars, but still a lot of pines up in here too. Okay, so I'll uh, uh, I'll hop in and go because I think I get twenty miles in a day, right? Right. Yeah, so I'll hop in and go like. Uh, Maybe just a mile in uh, southwest, and just see what happens. And I guess then, and you can choose. There's a number that are in the area within your range. You're just taking taking one that's like on the the edge of that yeah, that like range, around a mile away, southwest direction. Saying, yeah. So uh, when you trying come, to pop out in the tree itself, like not like on the ground level, just to are have we, a little are bit. Are we better. walking or are we on horses? We're walking. Yeah, you'd oh, have to be walking. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and roll a percentage I ride for my me, horse into the and tree. tell me if you want high or if you want low. Um. You know what? I've been rowing low the entire time. Let's go okay, high. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. ah! Is that a nine or is that a six? Oh it landed God. all the way over there. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, that's a nine. Oh, it's ninety-six. 96. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. I just need to roll on the floor from now on. <laughs> that when you come out, you actually come out and you're at another little piece of the road. Oh wow! You oh. are. You are right at the edge of the tree line. You're looking up, and it's very bleak. It's very open. The wind's moving much faster up here. It's you know, blowing much stronger down this this little valley area, uh, and you can see all the trees down below you. And as you're standing back up at the tree, you can see the horns forming on the tree itself. Nice. Um, can I uh, can I see where I came from from here, or is it still just kind of too dense of tree cover? Can too I... dense. Yeah, looking down, you you couldn't tell. You can you can guesstimate, and you can see Shepton way down below. Yeah. But if you well, yeah. see the if you see a little bit more of the road, that means there was a road that went through this yeah. pass, most and it, likely. And I guess like kind of like with I, I, the best I can picture is like a sonar kind of a thing when I go into a tree and I can feel all of the trees in the yeah, area. All the blips around. I you, feel yeah. like I would have perfect recollection of the direction I traveled. I would think so too. So yeah, yeah. I would uh, I would I think I'll just hop back in, go back to that tree, and just say, all right, let's go a mile and just point in that direction because that would be as far as I know the next checkpoint for this road if we want to investigate where it goes. Yeah. assuming yeah. it's in the before right direction. Before you step in, just go ahead and do a nature check while you're up there. Sure thing. Or perception, whichever one you're better at. Uh. Per Perception by a significant margin, twenty-three. Nice. That when you came out, like all the the sensory data that hits you when it comes to uh, are there creatures nearby? You know what kind of soils or moisture? That it's fairly dry and there's no sign there's any creatures or layers right near that pine tree is that hit your senses at that okay. time. Okay, perfect. So pretty safe area. All right. So knowing that, I will I return to the crew, share everything that I just found, and. We start heading in that direction. Okay. So once you get to, and it's it's hours later because it's, it's fairly slow going because the, the, the rock shift, the ground shift, you realize it would take an awful lot to put a road up through here. That hey, it would be a very, very It's only very a mile away. Thing. It takes us, like we're going less than a mile an hour. Um, yeah, because you, you slide back down trying to pick through the rocks. Oh, because we're also not stepping. going in a straight direction. Yeah, I we're guess going, we're, kind of, we're right. weaving oh, uphill. Okay. Right. That makes sense. So when you do get there to the spot where the, the tree is, and again, it's, it's very clear to you, you, you could sense it mm -hmm. and you can see the horns that came out of it you're right at the edge of the tree line so there there's scattered trees up above but they look much smaller that uh this little you know scraggly things that are still sticking to you know the sides of rocks cedars mostly they, they dig into the rock that way and then it's moving further up so you could actually imagine it might even be slower going because this rock seems very loose looking up from here you don't see any sign of that road anymore but the valley keeps going up Okay, so this rocky terrain, does it feel similar to like what we were getting at around where we ran into some gricks? Would this be a potential... Uh, no, mm. different kind of rock. Where okay. That was stony ground, still had soil, and there was trees all around. This is just rock. Okay. Yeah. Like anywhere within like 60 miles of Stone Mountain kind of thing? 
Um, it'd be like more it just... like if you get to like the, the the higher peaks of like some of the mountains in Virginia. Okay. That it, there's no there's you can get actually to just like stone peaks. There's still trees that are down below them, but there isn't dirt or soil on them either. Okay. And it's only Virginia. It's the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. So, uh, as long as nothing stops us, we continue moving. Anyone? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so still going up. Um, oh, wait a minute. So there's no cover now ahead of us, or limited cover, right? Limited cover. Yeah. The cover would be actually like you know folds so, in the rock itself. So why don't I send Jast ahead of us, um, so she can kind of look around and tell us what she sees? Okay. So could you explain the connection that you have is sensory? I think until you, until you take uh, it within a certain distance of you, you can see through its eyes as an action. But I think aside from that, it might be like empathic or something similar to that. I mean, I know that's a three point five term, I think. But yeah, there's 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 something specific, and I don't know if there's a special skill or feat you take in order to have a. Actually, no. Yeah, a warlock has that thing with its. Yeah, warlocks where, are just different. Yeah, where uh, you can you mm-hmm. can see you can perceive its um, right. whatever, no matter where it is. It could be on a different plane. No, as long as it's on the same plane, you can see it through well, its eyes. I can remember you doing this when you guys were down at Shapanov's mission, and they had to steady you, Zelen, because you were looking through its eyes and flying. But that wasn't fine familiar. That was something else. No, that oh, was no. that was that was the same thing. Was yeah, it? fine familiar. It should have a really long ride up. Um, while your familiar is within 100 feet of you, you can communicate with it telepathically. Additionally, as an action, you can see through your familiar's eyes and hear what it hears until the start of your next turn, gaining the benefits of any special senses that the familiar has. During this time, you are blind and deaf with regard to your own senses. Okay, so okay. Um, yeah, you can communicate that, with it. That implies that while you're standing foot still. range. Oh, God, only 100 feet? That's not that high. Yeah. But you're still sending... Uh, yeah. Just after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if nothing else, I mean, it's smart enough to where you could send it further away. It won't be able to directly communicate. It could see something and then come back to find us. You can actually have it, you know, higher, four hundred feet. Within hundred feet, yeah, yeah, to communicate information. Sure. All right. So over the next couple of hours, you guys are continuing up, and you do see, you know, various kinds of birds, you know, hawks and things, you know, vultures, and the stuff that you'd expect to see, and small animals like little lizards, things like that. You expect to see on the rocks itself, and periodically snakes as well. Are we in forest? terrain or is this this is mountain you said right this is more mountain okay. yeah you're out of forest right because gotcha. I, I don't remember what my favorite terrain is but i just remember the write-up for uh for rangers is a uh, that uh difficult terrain does not slow your travel so i mean it seems a bit odd like you would think it's like no, no no it's rocky terrain it has to slow you down but no if it's i don't think i took mountains as one of my uh okay well are you checking on that that you've gone up to the point where you believe i did i you, took mountain and forest mountain. nice yeah, so uh, you could go well ahead and faster than the rest of the group if oh, no. you wanted to. It, it it doesn't slow your group's travel, not just me. Really? As yeah. long as he's traveling for at least an hour. We ran into the same thing with the uh, with the oh, horses, too. You're like, that's right. how are you making these horses go better? Because uh, I am. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a skill set. Okay, Ranger so BS powers. Then in that case, it's taking you less time to go up than what I was thinking it was. Because I was thinking human oh, nice. beings and not... Me. Rangers. Modified <laughs> rangers. You're, you know, ranger beings. So... You're heading up, so we turned uh, off clipping and just flew through. I was, <laughs> I was about to say that it'd be near dark. You're guesstimating you get to the summit, you know where the, the actual pass is. But now you're figuring you'll get there well before uh, twilight, you know, well before dark. Oh, awesome. So it, you're moving much faster. And again, that'd be freaky if any of them are tracking you from Shepton. If they they can see you at different points with you know spy glasses, uh, that they're probably stunned you guys are moving as fast as you're moving up through there. So where do we want to camp if we're if we're heading there towards dark? Do we want to camp in the pass? I mean, the pass is completely unexplored. Oh, well, it, it'll be well before dark now with, you know, the, right. the real realization. Yeah. Do we want to try well to get through well. the pass? Um, I don't think we'll be able to make it through the pass in 
however many hours oh, well, are it's left. Gonna, it's going to be darker in the past, too. Has Jast seen anything in this time? Any movements? Any Because as we're moving, she's staying 100 feet in front of us. No, nothing yet. Okay. Um, but then when you guys do get closer to the, the past level, and again, we'll call it at about um, 3 in the afternoon, that okay. that that's that's where you are that you believe you could uh, be through or you know head into the pass itself within the next half an hour forty five minutes something like that at the rates you're moving Jacob ever make a perception roll okay ooh twenty eight wow ah it was it was bound to happen eventually pretty and good for me fifteen all right so everyone uh, with the, the 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 bottom part of this this DC being a ten. You can smell meat cooking. Ooh, ooh, oh. And it seems to be oh. wafting down from above. You're not sure how far. Now, uh, who had a 15 or higher? Mine. Um, All of us, yeah. No, no not me. I had no, a 10. Mine, so oh, never mind. That, that just like pieces of it coming through as the, the, the wind catches, you can hear two voices, people arguing. Uh, let's see. Who speaks giantish? I do. Jacob. You can I don't hear. Like yes, I'm <laughs> I don't know. I, I I dislike the question by its nature. <laughs> that when you hear these two people arguing, they're arguing over who's going to be feeding some kind of thing, uh, and it's like you know, it's your turn. It's not my turn to feed them. There's not enough to go around. Let them go hungry. Clip their wings again, and they're back and forth and back and forth talking until one of them says, uh, "The brutes can starve for all I care." But when he said the brutes. They actually said it in Confederation. Okay. Like if you live down in Weird. Shepton or in the Confederation of Duchies or anywhere. The brutes can starve. Are you translating as you're hearing? Um, how, uh, if they're close enough for us to hear them, are they talking loud enough to where like, I feel I could... I mean, it, if they're arguing with each other, they're not going to be able to hear a, 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 a hushed conversation by us. You are positive with the perception you did a little bit ago that the wind is actually pushing their voices down. So they're still a little ways above you, like up toward the pass. But they're not so close that you could just get an easy look at. Them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll quietly share what I'm hearing. We can smell with meat them. cooking. Is there yeah. any like smoke, fire, light? And what was your perception? Uh, Went for a minute ago. Just now was a fifteen and a twenty-eight. In case that so makes as it you are as you you're are right. rescanning, looking up all across you know, where the where you're heading toward this pass, you do finally catch it. That there must be not so much a fire. You can imagine with the little bit of smoke there is, it's probably more a coal bed that's being very well okay. tended, uh, which would be like a roasting bed. So very little, you know, telltale of that. But but fifteen and better was enough to to make note of that. Okay. So okay. Uh, now do you I, send? I point Jas out that in indicate. I point out that direction to any who haven't noticed. Okay. So you all have it now. Do you want? I mean, just. 100 feet is just to be able to see through its eyes and communicate telepathically. If you want, you might be able to send them further, gather information, and come back to you if you want to get actual eyes on. Yeah, I would say, I mean, one numbers. of... Numbers. Yeah, exactly, numbers. It'd be great to know how many giants there are and what the brute... Yeah, the brutes. <laughs> what the brute is, or the brutes are. Okay, so Jast goes out of that 100 feet range, yeah. is gone for just a minute. I think we could probably, uh, unless there's tree cover, it. we might have them stay at least where we could see them. Just for safety's uh, sake, yeah. See it, so her, yeah. The, there, Zier. there, there is some scrubby stuff growing up near the top, but I still wouldn't really call it, you know, tree cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can tree cover if you're a pixie, uh, but you can you can keep eyes on on Jas the, the entire time. So when Jas comes down into that 100 foot range, um, it reports to you that or 
Does it report that way? Can it just say whatever Telepathically. It it's a two. Intelligence is a two. Sentient. So it can't relate. Uh, not. It can't relate a whole bunch of information. You mean not? Not sentient. Yeah. Oh. Oh. He misspoke. So it, it, it really couldn't. So as it comes back in, all that you get is, is danger, uh, foe, and fire. Okay. How do you guys want to proceed? Um, is there any way we can go around with it? caution. I was going to say, yeah. Um, uh, was it able to well, at let's least... Let's move. <laughs> Given our first attempt at scouting failed, how about our scout... I don't know, so what, what I'm wondering is, like, could I hop into a tree again and go back and, like, maybe pop out near them and put eyes on them myself? There's no tree large enough up where they are. You could just jump back out. It's just small, scrubby, like, cedars and What's things. your stealth, well, Yeah, my, my, my stealth is a number that I am scrolling to right now. If we could get not... within 100 feet, then I could see through Jast's size, which is another option. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm reasonably good at stealth, so we could... Uh, I could I can walk up that way. How far away do we think they are? You think that you need to get a, a couple hundred feet further up to be in range of uh, Zelen's ability with, hey. with Jest. So about three hundred feet. Oh, away. you have pass without trace, right? I, I we've got a potion of invisibility. Do we? Yes, we do. Oh, uh, yeah, and also pass without trace to give us all plus ten to our stealth. And we have that. Okay, so yeah. which which one do you want to use? I think uh, invisibility can come a lot more in handy later. I think Pass Without Trace would be great right now, because that would give me an effective plus 18 to my stealth, Ooh, which wow, I wouldn't mind. Plus 12 at hey. disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, and I have it at will. Huh? Nice. Oh, cool. All right, yeah, so <laughs> let's do that. So you're doing that. Okay. All right, and then... So um, a veil of shadows and silence radiates, masked you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose um, within 30 feet, including me, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks. And can't be tracked except by magical means. Okay, so nice. go ahead and roll them. Roll those stealth checks. Okay. Are, are you all going or just Jacob? Yeah, why not? I think okay. I'll, yeah. all going. All right. Well, and especially with the low one being a fifteen, yeah, let's all go. Hmm. So a yeah. uh, total, then that'd be twenty-seven from me. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Clanky guy so in how, armor. How Plus twelve in like the wind. He what? had to roll with disadvantage because of his armor. Oh so yeah, uh, I, I rolled a nineteen first, and then I rolled a fifteen. Oh, yeah. but man. the but the uh, but the plus ten you gave us. Plus, plus whatever three, your stealth. So I rolled a 17. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I rolled a 30. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, that seems to have even that Wait, 17. Wait, by natural roll, I was the stealthiest? Yeah. No. Yeah. You rolled a natural 15. I got a 12. Well, either way, you guys have moved up and either you want to be at the edge of that 100 foot range or you want to go up even closer. Um, uh, I'd, I'd rather stay at the 100 foot range. I want eyes on my foe. Yeah. Or potential foe. And I, I want... Um, nothing. I want them nice to have experience. no cover in case I want to shoot them with a bow. So, mm. kind of getting close enough to where we can see them and they can't see us. Okay, so to, to get the best view, you'd have to get even close to that hundred feet. But uh, with uh, just moving or flying up and above, that there is a cave entrance somewhere up in the pass, and sitting just inside the like right in the archway of this cave, which you note it doesn't look like a natural formed cave, Zelen. Mm. It actually looks like it was some sort of a tunnel or archway that has that Bravis Krenlin look, stonework look to it. Interesting. So as, a, as I'm seeing things through Jas's eyes, I'm sharing it with my companions. There quietly. Is, there is, I want to get at least with, within at least 60 feet because that's functional ranges of stuff. Yeah. There is a very large like, bipedal being that is cooking something that looks like a skinned, like, like kind of juvenile-sized lizard. 
you know, one ah. of the, uh, the medium large ones, and it is roasting on a spit in the cave entrance. But that one large being has two heads, and they are arguing with each other about- The two heads are fighting? The two heads are arguing on the <laughs> same being. I was going to say, are there effectively four heads arguing? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's one person it's arguing one, with themselves. one person arguing, yeah. Wait okay. a minute. They were arguing about who has to go feed the thing, but they would have gone together either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then as they're arguing, it looks like the brutes have come out of the cave, and you see creatures that would be like mythic to you or legendary- and I'm not sure how to know how to describe this for you, but they look a little like lion-like with an eagle head and winged. Big well, yellow cats with eagle heads. That, 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 that'll work, yeah. So that's- well, so I'm assuming you I'm, know what it is I'm he's describing. This, I just don't- I'm relaying this Griffin. all of you. Griffin. David knew that, totally. All right, so, and with that, good, Zelen, make another perception roll. Through, through Jast's eyes. Through Jast's eyes. Uh, 15. Okay, yeah, that, that would be all that you'd get at that point. Uh, or rather, one last detail, that you can see that the skin of this is being stretched, the skin of the lizard is being stretched between a couple of trees as though they're rough curing it. Are there, can I, can I send Jas to fly above the cave entrance to see if there's loose stones that we could push down to block the animal inside the cave? Uh, sure. So as Jas flies up in that, that area, it looks like there's a lot of excavated materials, as though this, whatever this cave tunnel had been, had collapsed, and that maybe the Etten itself has excavated it and pulled stuff out. So in the area right around the mouth of the cave, it looks fairly stable, okay. as though they had made it work as a, a fairly decent lair. With our m mythic knowledge of these creatures, would we know them to be good or, or not? Or like, if they're good and these things are bad, then that's why they think that they're beasts? Actually, Jacob, you would, because you've heard of them. Ashton Garrett told you about them a long, long time ago. Uh, and you know that they are simply animals, you know, neither good nor bad, that they're like encountering any other wild animal. These seem to be, to some measure, domesticated if they're actually living with this this giant thing. Interesting. But, no, they're just, just animals. Okay, um, I, I share that. Um, how do we want to go about doing this? Because they're kind of in our way. Yeah, they're right, they're up in the pass itself. Uh, yeah. You said it was not traveled, Zellin. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might not, they live here, they don't travel through here. Ooh, what time of day is it? Because it was getting on towards twilight. So it's, no, it's getting on toward about like, like maybe between three and four o'clock. Oh, we knew that we were going to be getting to the peak around twilight. This has happened before then? Uh, he had been or, estimating we'd be right. getting to the past. And then we moved and a lot faster. I made the wrong yeah. estimation okay. there for time. Yeah, so. You could get up there and if you wanted to talk with them, we battle go with fast. them, uh, definitely well before nightfall. Oh, okay. Plus I wonder if with Pass Without Trace, if we could get past them. Probably. I vote kill them. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's good guy. These are not good things. Yeah. Well, it would be uh, nice for thing. the, it would be great for this pass to be open, which, you know, for, for Shepton yeah. to move around. And they, <laughs> we thought their biggest problem was bugbears. We were wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, well, by numbers, yes. By height, less so. Okay. Um. Do we want to just take a regular formation? Am I within 60 feet of it? Uh, not yet. You guys are holding about the hundred foot range. Yeah, yeah. I, I had said yeah. I'd wanted to maneuver in. Oh, yeah. oh, so you're by yourself? You're still maneuvering up? I think before before we get to into battle range, I think we probably would have stopped here just to talk. Yeah, and then fair. as okay. you move up to your within sixty feet, I'll go over to like a like a, a side off to the side because I can move at normal pace stealthily, so I could actually move my full complement of speed over to the side before we actually get into. Um, Do we want to try battle. to get around above them? Okay, so but the way you're talking about this, getting around to the I side, I fight in melee. Yeah, you're, you're still. 
you have to be on like where the, these two sides of, you know, the, these opposing hills or mountains are coming together. So off to the side means you're just kind of around the, the slope, the face of one of these very steep hillsides. So you're, you'd have to get up onto their level. You're still down below where they are. If only I, I had a potion to of climbing. I don't want to fight them from below. I, no, no, I think we, we'd be better we off. We have almost no option except to fight them from below. So, Zellin, you think there's an area that's fairly level once you come up into the gap itself of, say, maybe like 60 or 70 feet across, and that's where the actual, like, the height of the pass seems to be, but everything falls away from there, going down in, you know, all, well, all directions but the, the two peaks that make up the pass. How okay. difficult does the... Um, would it be, I'm guessing, to kind of scale the side next to us just to get to a tree a little further away and climb up and have a good vantage point? Well, it wouldn't It wouldn't take ropes or even a climbing check. So I would think with you as uh, a ranger and still in one of your favorite terrains, you could probably do that fairly easily. Okay. So that's that's at least my plan. So I'll climb the first bit, get to a tree, get up in the tree. Uh, and there's be... no big tree to get up in. You could get like oh. a, like you know, scramble up onto like some point of rock or something. Okay. But there's only light scrub up here, you know, very small trees. Oh, poo. All right. All right. So we're going to head towards that flat area. You're going into combat. Yep. Um, I can cast. That flat area is towards them, though. That is what yeah. Keeps... Right. No, Straight I understand that. Um, I can cast um, Tidal Wave from here. Um, it's, I have a range of 120 feet with it that will do some damage. What? I love it's it. It's like just push um, them off the mountain. And it, you know, it'll definitely, it could, it, assuming they don't make their dexterity, it'll knock them prone, um, which could give you a, an, a, an advantage. And me a disadvantage. Yeah. Um, if you knock them prone, I'm a disadvantage. The area can be up to 30 feet up to, so I don't have to make it that long, but it can be up to 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. Each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. Failed, creature takes 4d8 bludgeoning and is knock prone. Well, if nothing else, I mean, knocking them prone is great for giving us the ability to get up close to them while they're standing up. So we could at least sit there and then I can wait for one of them to stand up and then just keep on shooting them. So yeah, right. it works still straight. works well. Are yeah. we killing the griffin too? Uh, they're animals, yeah, and said, they're probably going to try to kill us. He said brutes, so you're thinking that, and you saw that there are two of them. Okay. All right, so you're right. moving yourself up. So, so off to the right, Jacob, and like kind of scaling that area a little bit to try yeah. to get a vantage point. So you're on that right-hand hill looking down toward them, and then, Zelen, are you staying back a little bit, or are you going to proceed further Closer with Boris. I'm going to proceed closer, um, but yeah. I'm uh, heading actually, to that uh, flat I've, area. I've changed what tactic I want to use, okay. so I, I can fire at this range. Uh, just let me fire first. You, you're going before Tidal Wave? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to head towards that flat area that you described. Okay. So, yeah, they're, um, the, the stealth checks you guys did a minute ago were well above their passive perceptions. So you can get into your positions. Let's go ahead and roll in nits right now. Ooh. Nice. Oh, it's up there. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when you want to know my really high number. Okay. <laughs> in just one moment. I like I like having good pluses, but I like I like even better rolling well. Yeah, right. It's like good numbers and good pluses are best. I love numbers. it when everything comes together. <laughs> What'd you get? Twenty. Oh, dang it! Twenty-one. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Nineteen. Oh. Oh. Well, most of you guys are. Going I first. rolled a nineteen. Most of you are going for it. Wait a second. So top of the round. Um, what's your biggest numbers? Twenty-one. Ooh. Boris. <laughs> I gotta write things down. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Boris. Okay. 20. 20. 19. I thought I did good. You got you Zillin did, twice. You did, just not as good. I got Zillin twice. Get goods. 
No, I, I said to him. He mm. got Zeland twice. Oh. <laughs> Not you wrote Zeland twice. Zeland gets to go twice this round, and Jacob gets to twiddle his thumbs. All right, so very top of the round, then, is Boris. I am attacking with Eldritch Blast against the Etten. Okay. With a 19 reduces his armor class. Yeah, definitely hits. Dealing. Not bad. Eight points of force damage. Okay. And I'm moving my speed closer so I can hit him with stick. Okay, so just a 30-foot move? Yes. All right. Um, give me a... As you guys are up there and in position, everyone do what's tantamount to a perception. Or it is a perception. Yeah, what, what do you, to? Yeah, like, what do you, you want to do? Yeah, sideways to. 13. 12. You can see that the area that you're actually coming into is almost bowl-like, about 100 feet across-ish, uh, that looks like too uniformed, as though it had been something before. You're going to make a pond. It was just the top of this place right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's no, why I to bring that up. Uh. The water then spreads out the ground in all directions, extinguish the unprotected foot of the area, and within 30 feet of it, then it vanishes. Okay, Zellin, you're What up. was that second part? Proceeds unprotected... Uh, extinguishes unprotected fires in an area within 30 feet of it. Cool. And then it vanishes. So you're, we're putting out the cook fire, too, just to yeah. screw with them. <laughs> just to... All right, I need another D8. No dinner go. for you. Okay. Oh, thanks. I got plenty of those. You need 48? Ah, uh, the yeah. dice box. Nice. Um, we got lots of that. So I like I'm casting Thunder Wave. Splishy splashy. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I have a lovely tidal wave because thunder wave is actually another Oh, yeah. Spell. I mean, tidal wave. Sorry. I have a lovely peek in our audio here from where she closed the dice <laughs> box. <laughs> it appeared on all of our microphones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, do I get a deck save against this or yeah, something? Yeah, deck save. Was it DC like 17, 18? Yeah. 400. Which, and, which and is it? <laughs> it's a, yeah. um, the area can be within 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, 10 feet tall. So my goal is to capture everything that's not us. That's in the cave mouth. Yeah. Okay. And what is the DC actually? Is it? 16. Six, that's what I thought was um, 16. Because well, Jacob 17. says 17 eight, or 18. Eight she plus said, five plus three. She said, yeah. Oh. Well, that makes sense then. I never remember that. It oh, yeah. Save DC, there. 16. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Well, darn. I'm <laughs> like 17 or 18. Yeah. Ooh. I make my save. Uh, and Griffin's. Oh, minus one. Nice. Their, their dex is an eight at minus one. I rolled a 16 natural, 15. <laughs> oh, man. That, that is actually pretty impressive, and you peaked all our microphones again. Yeah. <laughs> What's the damage there, Zellin? 20. Uh, did it catch the Griffins in the blast, too? Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. That doesn't mean they're mad at us. They're just un they don't want to be wet. No animal likes being made. Okay, so it looks as though everything with damage, it goes like washing into the cave. There's a, a gout of hiss that goes up as the, the water goes over their cook fire, which is a pretty big cook fire. And now there's soggy wet lizard up there. Uh, lizard? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're they're eating. Cooking. Cooking. And there is not only this Enton. Oh, he has to make another like a deck save to see if he falls down or a failed save was damaged yeah. and falling a down. And falling. Okay, so... Everything seems to have fallen down and got swamped slightly backwards <laughs> into the cave mouth. But then something else inside there uh, roars from inside the cave. There's obviously not either one of the Gritten, Griffins or this Etten. Um, Mix them all together, they're Grittens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so next. One head's a lion, one head's prone. a bird. And oh, next God. would be Jacob. Nope. I rolled a 19. You rolled a Boris already went. And, and so did I. And Zellin just went. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Then I will take it. Uh, I will uh, first move my um, uh, full complement of speed in the direction I was going, climbing that face, getting over there. Uh, am I able to get within um, 
at a at a thirty foot pace, am I able to get to where I can get a clear shot off on? No, they've been like washed into the cave mouth. So you'd have to actually come like laterally into this cleared area that's out in front of the the cave mouth, the top of the pass. In which case, I will double move to a point where I can see them, so that way next round when they stand up, I can take a shot at them. Okay, so you've moved up laterally, probably in general proximity to Boris at this point. Okay, to be looking into that cave. Okay, gotcha. And they are getting up. That's all you can do. And well, I, I double moved instead of uh, oh. attacking. Mm. And let's see. Personally, they're... I would have gone with holding your action until they stood. Well, I thought up you and said shooting. I couldn't see them. Like when, when I was they're lying one, on they're, the ground because they're in, and they're in the cave. They got knocked back. Oh well, eh, yeah, I moved. I'll do that. Yeah, it's okay. I'll yeah. stick with it. So the griffins come flying out of it. Jacob, what was your last perception roll? Uh, twenty. Oh, thirty. No, thirty was the self. Twenty-seven was the perception. So as these griffins come flying out from your position, you can note that these things have had wings that have been clipped. Uh, which means they can't fly the way they would normally. How so, they come flying out then? Uh, well, they can do what looks like very short. Like bunny flying hug. abnormally. Yeah, that you think <laughs> that if they needed to, they could beat their wings and go up maybe, you know, half their normal move or something to alight on something above them, or they could glide for about a half or less than half their move, uh, like in short glides, but they couldn't have sustained flight. You know, they, okay. they, if they mm. jumped off this cliff, they'd probably so they fall to their death. Fly like a chicken. Uh, a, a little bit. Yeah, exactly like that. So obviously the Ettons have done this to keep them as like guard animals and to keep them around. Okay. But you note that coming out and I still need to, I didn't write the damage because the, uh, the Griffins took that same damage too. Okay. And they so come... I'm hearing everyone's below their hit point maximum. Yay! You're right. <laughs> so as... except for one Etten that was just in the cave and roaring. Ah. So the one that is well, the two that are flying as they came out, they moved about thirty feet out at this glide, and then hit the ground and are are continuing to move forward. But then that's the end of their round. Uh, but it looks like one's making a beeline for Boris, one's making a beeline for Jacob at this point. Uh, the That'd Etten. be a J line. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow, that was wow. How, how can it see me? I thought we were being stealthy, weren't we? Uh, well, not when you like ran into the big open area and you're adjacent to where he is. You okay. can move. I said I can move at my normal pace um, stealthily. Stealthily, yeah. But you didn't have me roll a stealth, so that's a good point. Um, and there's really no cover right here to move movies. You can you can tiptoe all you want. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm a full-grown man standing behind a sapling. Like you can't see me. <laughs> uh, and then you can see the Etten that's supposed to work. who has gotten up <laughs> and is also moving his move, and he's also coming out of it too. It, he hasn't chosen. He's he's going to go for one of the two of you that are out there. His heads are going to argue, and we're going to get advantage. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't lost on me that you keep on forgetting. I'm not supposed to be in melee. Stop doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then we're back to the top of the round, Boris. All right. Um, is one of the Ettons within 30 feet of me? Yes. If you did a normal move to close, you certainly could. All right. I move to engage with the Etten and attack it. All right. Go. And first attack is a 16 versus armor class. Hits. Is it by any chance a fiend or an undead? It is not. Okay. I will spend a second level spell slot to smite him. Okay. I requisition math numbers, another D6. Just for one. D8. 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 Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you go. I misspoke. I was looking at something else. Dealing sneak attack damage now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, that's 10 magical bludgeoning and 14 radiant. Got it. Uh, and then second attack is an 11 versus armor class. Misses. Okay. All right. Zelen, you're up. Okay. I'm going to summon blink dogs. Huh. Okay. Um, right on. I'm Summoned. Going, and and I can summon eight of them. All right. And I'm going to direct them to attack. 
All right. So they blink in and they bite and they blink out. Okay. So am I allowed to do that? I don't know. I'm not familiar with blink dogs in uh, in five years. My first time I've blink dog. Heard, first time ever hearing it. Lawful good. Uh, they the dog magically teleports along with any equipment it is wearing or carrying up to forty feet to an unoccupied space it can see. Before or after teleporting, the dog can make one bite attack. So then I have to roll eight initiatives to know where they init. And Just roll this. one for the bunch of them. Yeah, okay. one for the bunch we find. So you're rolling nits. Uh, nice. <laughs> and do they get any pluses? Whatever their dexterity bonus, it's uh, plus so three. So twenty-three. Yeah. Wow. So from now on, the blink dogs are going first. Yeah, and yeah, just have them go now. Now, what's the had range? to roll better than me? What's <laughs> what's All the range us. for summoning? I know their blink is forty feet, but how far away can you summon the things from yourself? Oh, I don't know. Because you're still somewhere around, I think, like a hundred. That would just be feet a flat back. range of the spell. Does it say? Yeah. It should. Sixty feet. Okay, great. So that works out. Really, really well. So you can summon them over there a little bit. Yeah. And um, I guess that they actually would go at 23 year round. Let's just have, have them go, go at year round. Okay. Okay. Um, so I summon blink dogs. There's eight of them. Oh, my God. I'm going to send, have, I'm going to request, I guess. I don't know if I can just Instruct, order them. Order, Instructor. Yeah. Instruct four of them to attack the... The whatever we can see, and then four of them to attract attack the thing that growled that's inside the cave. Okay, yeah, you can see what's it's like it's move on its round. It's right at the cave mouth at this point. It looks to be another slightly larger Etten. Okay, that that was behind there. Okay, so got it. Got and it. and they do um, one d six plus one piercing. Start, start twisting up your uh, yeah. Hit. So you need to roll no no attacks. There's still attack rolls. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you, you still need to roll, roll a bunch of d twenties. Yeah, uh, roll four d twenties. And that'll be the ones attacking the one. So 20, Ooh, natural 14, 20. 10, and 17. Do they get a plus something They're when they attack? They're all plus three. Oh, nice. How do you know that? I have the Blink Dog's tap. Yeah. So the lowest one is a 13. So yeah, tell her what you're looking at. Uh, I Googled 5e Blink Dog. But uh, where do you get the plus three? Because I have that up too. Uh, where it says actions. Actions, bite, melee, right hand attack, column. plus three to hit. Oh, okay. So the lowest so, one's a 13. Is that yeah, hit? 23, or? yeah. 13, 17, 20, and 23. So the those four of the attacking things you can see, did you split them up between the two Griffins and the Etten? I, the Etten that is in the front and the Etten that's in the cage. Okay. Oh, just the Etten. Yeah. Okay. Just so, the Etten. Uh, yeah, uh, so technically Your lowest is a 13. Yeah. yeah. They all hit. Yeah, nice. technically they're all at advantage too because they're all flanking with each other and me. That is beautiful. <laughs> So, yeah, roll those three again. Um, see if they got more 20s. Yeah, uh, the blue, the green, roll and the Roll these three yeah. and see if you get 20s again to make them criticals. Because you're rolling an extra die of damage with those criticals. Oh, she did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. And a 19. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, two criticals. So, just roll as if you hit six times. Yeah. And so, then, 66. Here you go. Here's two more. And here's a third. All right. There you go. Give me all the D6s. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so total, total that up and add six to it. So six, 12, Or no, add a four to it. 18, uh, 24. Plus, plus four. Is that right? Plus, plus four. four. Yeah, yeah, that looks right. 20, 28. Yep. 28 total. Wow. Nice. Beautiful. That and was brutal. Now you're yep. going to repeat this process these, against the other end. Do the exact same thing. Yeah, four, are tearing 40, that end yeah. apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the exact same thing. Do that all over again, just with more 20s. Yeah, more 20s. <laughs> Okay. 19, 15, oh, two three and three, and two. but do I get to roll these? Yeah, I yeah. would assume. I actually get to roll all of them again if they're yeah. still at advantage. Right. So yeah. Okay. See if there's any crits. So two misses so far. Mm-hmm. Those are the purple and the 
Uh, one more 19 and 11 plus three is 14. Yeah, so that five rolled low both times, so I think it's one miss. Yeah, so three hits, and I'll so do standard hits. damage. So, so roll 3d6 three three six plus three. Plus three. So Ooh. 13, eight, uh, 16 points of damage. Being taken. Well Massive. done. Nice. Can I have the white and the green d6? Thank you. Even though you're going to need them back in another turn. Yeah. I actually I, don't need my d6s because nothing I do does d6s. No, well, there you so go. Jacob, you're up. I feel... Actually, I take it back. Guiding Bolt does a whole mess of d6s. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jacob, go ahead. All right, so uh, there's a guy running at me, correct? Uh, yeah, well, he's been <laughs> somewhat intercepted by a whole bunch of dogs that just and came out of paladin. Nowhere. Yeah. Oh, oh cool, cool. <laughs> So I will um I will fire at that guy since he's the closest. <laughs> and the most below his hit point um, maximum. Hunter's Mark, not forgetting that one. Nice. Hunter's Mark uh, casting you. it as a bonus. Oh, I forgot hex. <laughs> 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 How's it feel? Okay, so Hunter's Mark. Feels like I missed out on a D6. That's uh, an owl arrow, but I don't get the advantage just yet, but that's a twenty-four to hit. That hits. All right, so he's below his hit point maximum. Yes, he, he is my quarry. I do a D eight anyway, so I'm rolling all these dice. Oh, and I don't get sneak attack for any reason. Um, oh, you, Max on you, both you do get sneak attack. Do I? Yeah, because you're using a ranged weapon, and you, and uh, there's a thing hostile to him within five feet. I, I thought you didn't get your, uh, your. You don't need advantage if you there's something else hostile to him, oh, and you don't have disadvantage. 20? It is not. Okay, yeah, no, you don't have advantage. You just get oh, your sneak oh, attack. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, good point. Listen to my mouth words. Yeah, but okay, that's a lot of damage. Twenty five. Twenty five. That's a lot of damage. damage. Oh, wait, plus seven. Thirty two. So, Whoa! And that was on one arrow? One arrow. Thirty-two on one arrow. On one arrow. You hit him right in the throat, and he goes over backwards. Wow. Nice. His throat. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. The, the one he was currently breathing with. The one on the right-hand side. The noisy one. Beautiful. I hit them um, in their shared trachea. <laughs> yeah. He went from 100 down to, like, zeros, you know. Nice. Really fast. That was... Uh, oh, that was glorious. Brutal. We that just was... took away that one and just left the zeros behind. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my second shot, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any of those extra pluses, though, because those are all ones per round things, but uh, other other etant? Uh, well, etant. you could. There's also right in front oh. of you about to attack is going to be the two um, griffins. griffins. Are they running at me? Or... Uh, one is. Oh, screw that guy. Uh, 12. <laughs> no, 14. Oh, hits. Yes. Actually, the 12 would have hit. <laughs> again oh very last nice. three d8s i rolled raw max 15 points of damage all right so we'll say that's the left-handed griffin oh is hunter's mark once per round or is that uh you need a bonus action to move it that's a good point so then uh, i don't have my bonus action yet so i'll have right, to move yeah. that next turn because you remembered it yeah <laughs> all right so uh one took some pretty decent damage and it's looking much much weaker all right and now it is those things in range that griffin is now attacking you jacob no it's not yes it is he's gonna try <laughs> yeah honestly yeah with your armor he's classes got a, yeah he's got a pretty top tier armor class it's actually yeah. kind of ridiculous you, you both have such top tier armor classes yeah but i'm encased in metal he's just wearing pants i'm just a loose boy <laughs> just, he's wearing very magical armor all right, oh that's so, a good point yeah i'm wearing actually, armor and i'm very quick all right so it has uh, multi attacks first attack um, rolls a 22. Do. Yeah, that hits. And hits for, except hey, when it comes to what you guys can take, it's pretty light. Seven, 11 points of damage. Still doesn't tell. Oh, sorry, 12. 12 oh, points of damage. That last point hurt no, more I than the other it 11. It is 11. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> my no, it's 15. No. Like a yo-yo, you keep dropping and raising my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a claw attack on you. 
I hope this doesn't have like one of those free attempts to grab. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's not a vampire. It's a griffin. I don't know if like natural attacks have any sort of a free attack attempt. Uh, it rolled a fourteen. It's a plus six. Oh, you got uh, twenty. <laughs> and the claw attack is two d eight. I need my d eight back, Victor. I gave you your d eight back. Did he? Yeah. Nope. Gave it to somebody. Where is it? Ah. <laughs> hiding my <behind laughs> TV remote. It's the same color plastic as the TV remote. Oh, I gave yeah. it to the TV remote. Oh, and that part of my that 18 part of points the, of damage. Peripheral vision out attack. of my glasses. You're not allowed to do that anymore. All right, so that griffin did really well. The next griffin on Boris. I need to roll those same kind of numbers again. No. And it does. Oh, wow. Um, rolls a 24. Wow. And that's its beak attack. And so, did it provoke an opportunity from the <laughs> attack of opportunity from the ten billion blink dogs in my immediate vicinity? <laughs> oh yeah, didn't no, it have to run past are, the dogs? Those are over on the Etten. <laughs> All right, so the, that was the, seven, the dead Etten that I'm standing next to seven, because I hit with a hit it with a stick. Seven <laughs> points of damage, and the second attack. Ooh, oh wow! Yes, rolled a twenty. I think this is this is our argument to start using maps whenever we four. play. Yeah, right. And this one does it's 13, 40, 17 points of damage. Is that it? Knight? Yes, it is. It's pretty good for them. That's actually good damage. Um, all right. So they actually struck back. And then the other Etten is moving out of with these dogs clinging around it. And I will say that they get opportunity attacks on her as she's trying to move. It's a female Etten as she's trying to move out and away and engage all of you that are so out here. So grab all your D20s, make four opportunity so attacks. Do four opportunity attacks. And with advantage because flanking still a thing. Okay. So the purple yeah. and the green hit. Well, yeah, reroll all of them now because oh, purple yeah. and green hit. Let's see. No, it's a three over here. So. Yeah. So one more. So three hits. So three hits. Yep. Three D six plus three. I like this method of doing things. Just yeah, right. How I do it when I DM, I just bunch the attacks together. Ooh, uh, so not bad. Yeah, 11. 14. 14 plus 317. Nice. <laughs> well done. Good hits. Uh, and it will be in range. Let's see. It's going to be uh, 1, 2, 3, Jacob, 4, 5, 6, Ooh. Boris. I don't mean to be that guy, but didn't you say they blinked out after they attacked? No, they, they can use a teleport ability as an action. Uh, one, okay, two, as three, an action. Okay. Jacob. Well, they, they teleport and then bite. Okay. So, Jacob, you're being attacked by this one. Yeah. Let me roll those same numbers again. That was so Can't awesome. Can't you do anything? Don't you have any, I, like, I can take damage. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it rolls a 25 on uh, its miss. first attack. Roll and that's going to be a 2d8 plus 5 slashing 8 and 13 points of damage. And then okay. its second, that was a battle axe attack. Its other attack is with a morning star. And Ooh. it rolls a 15. Good. And misses. All right, then top of the round, Boris. Our, uh, Wait, top of the round was Blink Dogs. Are, are, oh, yeah, oh you're right. Top of the round, Blink, blink Dogs. The so, nasty, nasty pack of Blink Dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm the blink. I'm going to direct the Blink Dogs to attack the Griffin that's on Jacob, four of them, and leave the other four <laughs> on the one that's... Um, I think there's a Griffin and an Etten on yeah. there. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's Et, right. That's right. Yeah. So all all eight of the dogs are surrounding... Beautiful. Jacob and and a, so and you're attacking Jacob. No, 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 no. You're, having, you're having them teleport onto the and attacking the Etten or uh, dividing them. I'm dividing them. I'll, no, I'll four do four on the and Griffin, four, four in the, the Etten. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. Is is teleporting okay, their gotcha. action or is teleporting them? Uh, as an action, they can teleport and then make and a then attack. attack. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So that this is a great spell for you to cast, by the way, Zellin. Um, eighteen ten would be thirteen. Yeah, that's still hits. All right. So yeah, roll them all again. We have two misses so far. Blue and green missed. 
And blue and green now hit. 18. Ooh, oh, critical. critical. Nice. Yeah. So that one's so hard to read. 5d6 five, five plus 4. Yep. Oop, there you go. Oh, I grabbed more d6s too. Sorry. Plus 4. Plus 4. Ooh, that wasn't good. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, that wasn't good at all. 9. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. 4, 7, uh, 9 plus 4 is 11. Nope. No. No. <laughs> 13. 13. 13. Oh. Nine plus four. <laughs> Sorry, 13. Okay, so the griffin takes that damage, uh, and then the other four on the... The Etten takes that damage. Oh, you, that was yeah. the... You Sounds like you're calculating okay. taxes oh, that, that come out of my the paycheck. Or the griffin? Uh, I thought he said blink dog, which is why I corrected him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Etten. Etten, okay. And then okay. the blink dog takes these four attacks. Yeah. The griffin takes the these griffin four attacks. The griffin takes these yeah. four attacks. Yes. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. So... That's a 15. That's a 14. Yeah, so those two hit. Those Other two, two hit. missed. Uh, and those... Uh, what is that That's one? a 19 they, and a 14. They okay, all, they, all, they, hit, all, they hit. all hit. Yep. So they all hit. Yeah. So how many sixes 46 plus 4? <clears throat> 6, 11, 12, 16. Nice. Nice. Okay. Oh, you grab that... extra D6s. You don't need ours anymore. Yeah. There you go. All right, so that griffin is looking pretty bad, uh, but it is still in fighting stance. Boris. Uh, I am attacking the griffin I am fighting with. Okay, you're on it. It's only taken damage so far from the initial wave. As a bonus action, I am hexing it. All right. Good uh, job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, very good. Um... <laughs> I can't swear on the podcast, otherwise I'd be swearing at you. Well, you can. I just got to make a note to leave it out. Yeah, there. Right. Uh, first attack is a sixty, hurry up, rather a twenty-six versus armor class. That definitely hits. And the second is ah, the sixteen. I almost said okay. sixteen versus <laughs> armor class. Hit. Okay, quit your divining over here. I'm a diviner. I can't help it. Just uh, roll the die first before you tell the audience what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get oh, d8? Yeah. And is this a fiendish or undead griffin it by is any not. chance? <laughs> Dang, I it's keep missing out dead. on that D8 and 2D10. Ooh. Oh, I need my D6 in there. All right, that is 15 magical bludgeoning, uh, 9 radiant, and 3 necrotic. Wow. Oh. Okay, wow. for D8s that I've rolled max on a lot, I think they just don't like being loaned to other people because my D8s roll low for everyone else. More damage. I don't care. That's true, but like, it rolled perfectly average last time and you only got three from 2D8 this time. Uh, is it still living? It is. Okay, second attack. Yeah, I'll do it again. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> just like that. Uh, Yeah, actually, I'll spend my last second level. You, you want to okay. roll the hit first? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> or no, no I, already, I already did. That was the 16, remember? Oh, yeah. that's right. Because that's right. I did my attacks first. Like a normal person. What do you mean? You do it your way. Oh, mm. I just had to talk to him. Now they're going to work. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, that's 13 magical bludgeoning. Did you roll it to hit? Yeah, that was the 16. Yeah, he rolled them both I rolled the front. 26 and the 16. I know, 16. I just heard you say it before. I thought <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> uh, that is 19 radiant. And oh, this is going to be bad. For um, necrotic. 23 total? Uh, no. You, Isn't there another kind of damage? Yeah, The what I said first was um, the the, whatever, 13 the... magical bludgeoning, uh, 19 uh, radiant, and... Oh, yeah, hex is once per round. Never mind. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Just that. Yeah. Just, just that. So <laughs> what, what's it just that? I'm confused now. So what magical bludgeoning. Okay. What was it? It was 13 magical bludgeoning uh -huh. and 19 radiant. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, there's a lot of damage. 
uh, and you crush it. it Good. Is dead. I uh, move to engage with Elder Etten. Yes. Okay. Uh, then Zelen, you're up. Um, I'm up. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't prepared to. You yet. definitely have your D8 back. Have my D8 back. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you rolled a twenty. Or did you roll the 21? 26. Uh, on yeah, your initiative. Uh, I was a 21. Oh, you it's were the 21. I thought she dogs. was okay. It's Blink Dogs, me, Zell, and you. Okay, great. There's, uh, I knew everyone I was before about. me. I just didn't know what the order of everyone before me was. <clears throat> You're at the same table so I here's am. What but... I, here's what I'm going to try to do. I, w- I want to throw an ice knife. Okay. Because that's a non-concentration spell, so I okay. can keep my Blink Dogs going while I do it. The thing about ice knives is that um, each creature within five feet, yeah, they explode. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on dexterity saving throw. Um, so You're aiming at the top of the Etten, so exactly. the five-foot radius isn't actually anybody? Right, exactly. So the top so of the back of its head or something? Right, yeah. All right. So my sure. goal is to aim it that, that so reasonable. if it explodes, it doesn't hurt anybody else. So is that else. a, a, a ranged spell attack, only a plus to <laughs> hit, or is a it a 60, save? Its range is a 60 feet. Um, you're gonna fling it, make a range spell attack okay. against the target. Twist it up. Because uh, if you hit him center mass, I think that targets most of us. So that's 15. Do I get a plus on that? Yeah, yeah you have a, whatever your just plus your spell plus attack modifier is. Be right near where that 16 is for that. Plus spell. five. Okay. Yeah, so right. that's a 20. 20. Unnatural. Um, Unnatural. Should be higher than that. Plus five? It should be an oh, eight. Oh, spell attack. Yeah, spell that attack, is a, that's a plus 10. Ooh. So Yeah, because wow. it's staff. 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah you Unnatural. Def- Headshot. You definitely <laughs> hit it, and it goes. Roll the damage. Okay, hold on. Okay. I accidentally closed it. Uh, the target takes 1d10 piercing. That's it. You went right to it. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> the one on that one. means 10. Hit or miss, <laughs> the shard then explodes. The target and each creature must take an additional 2d6. Okay, so one so far. Uh, eight. <laughs> so nine points of damage total. Yeah. All right. Take. Don't it. giggle at my damage. <laughs> I just, you rolled much better on two d six, but I realized you couldn't have rolled lower than one on two d six. All right, and then uh, Jacob. Cool. Um, there's two things still alive. Yeah, or there's did, okay. one of the Griffins and uh, this uh, larger Etten. Right. Both of them engaged in melee with you because he hates how you've built your character. Right? Um, <laughs> it's just coincidental. I, I'm sure. I'm going to go ahead and uh, fire at disadvantage at the ones next to me. But since it's it's melee, but it's still ranged, so I'm still dealing with that. Uh, Owl Fletched using bonus action, switching over to uh, Etten hit harder. So I'm going to try and kill the Etten first. Okay, got it. Disadvantage is a wow. 18 and a 19. Wow. <laughs> That's not much disadvantage. 30. Nice roll. Nice. Hit. Soundly. Yeah. All right. And that is all of my things. Because, yeah, within there. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, where are my D8s? All your stuff. Oh, I gave them to okay. <laughs> Where I put them you for you. You didn't get my D8s back then. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 13, 16, 19, 26 points of damage. Great hit. And then... Um, Hitting him again, no disadvantage because of owl arrow, so just an up and down roll. Right. Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, hits. Nice. Are you going to spend a charge to up your damage die? I forgot about that. I will do that. So I'll do a hundred, uh, hunter's mark is a D6, so I'll do a D6 and a D10 damage, spending one charge of the bow. Uh, 10 plus 17 points of damage. All right, taken. And it's another owl fletched, so whoever hits it next can get advantage. Oh, and I guess it doesn't really need it because... 
They're all yeah. We're they're all, all melee, and everyone's just in a pit with yeah. this guy. Okay. All right. So great hits, and then oh, that Griffin I killed took an extra six necrotic damage because it is every attack. <laughs> so it's even more deader. It, it gurgles and its yeah. tongue sticks out of its Withered beak. slightly. All right, so that was uh, Jacob at the bottom, and then it is my guys. Uh, Griffin, uh, let's see if it would... Are either of these things reacting to being knee-deep in dogs? Yeah, I'm going to see if it, it reacts to anything else and attacks anything else that's near. It's because they're running past these things for what are doing a ton of damage to them. Right, so the Griffin... Roll a yeah, five, six, seven, five, six. All right, so on this, Jacob, you are one. Everything else is a dog. It's okay. shifting its focus. Oh, cool. thank goodness. Okay, it's attacking <laughs> one of the dogs. And what's the doggy's armor class? 13. Uh, I hit. Okay. And the dog takes for the first one. Oh, I thought you rolled a six. I'm like, man, you got a good plus to hit. But no, <laughs> that actually is a pretty good plus to hit, though. All right, so the claw attack is 1d8 plus 4. Dog takes uh, six points of damage for the first attack. And then for the claw attack on it, uh, it is hit again. And then takes uh, 10 points of damage. So it's 16 total points of damage? Uh, yeah. Okay. It is wounded, but still bitey. Mm, very nice. And then the Etten is... Still attacking Jacob. Arguing with itself and attacking no one but itself. This is the female one. It doesn't argue with itself. That was just the male one that did that. I would argue that they would do it more. Yeah, no. Have you met <laughs> any women? I have, as a matter of fact. All right, so first attack. He oh, now just makes missed. the decision. Oh, yes. Was and that a two that rolled to an 18? It did. Oh. Wasn't that just glorious? No. All right, so this is the... Inglorious. Uh, battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> that was great that that was the syllable that the next word started with. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ow. 20. <gasps> 20 points of damage. You really do hate his character. I don't. I truly, truly don't. Any guesses on how many hit points I have left? Nope. Okay. And then the second attack, Morningstar, um, <laughs> hits again with a 21. Oh, no. And that is, again, 2d8 plus 5. And... 17 more points of damage. I'm down. Ooh. Oh my gosh! You had eight hit points left. I had eight left. hit points left. <laughs> Next roll, death saves. A little bit so of prophecy in the, there. in the fight, Jacob drops. All right, then it Wait is... Wait a minute, I have a bonus action. Well, it's not your On turn, On your turn, though. you can do that. Oh. Yeah. So top of the round, blink dogs. Blink dogs. Um, they continue to attack on the things that they have been attacking on. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, that's too many natural ones. Oh, all miss. misses. Oh, yeah, man. All misses, yeah. yeah so Thank goodness for advantage. Are, yeah. Two hits. Two hits, yeah. So 2d6 plus two. And this, we've always been doing the Griffin one, one first, so we'll stick with that. So five, seven points of damage. Seven, okay. 57. Five, seven. All right, so the Griffin takes damage, but is still alive. And then on the Yetin. There we okay. go. Uh, Three hits. Three, Three hits. hits. The green is the miss. Right. Ooh, Ooh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Three seventeens. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so they all hit once critical. You so really should five d six plus <laughs> five d six plus four again. Do you imagine You've how much more confusing of the game craps would be if you rolled d twenties? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <That'd be> amazing. <laughs> it's completely the same. It's just. 
Five, yeah, with 10, d20s instead. 15, 18, 22 points of damage. And look nice. at the number at the bottom of that long stack. <laughs> 22 points. <laughs> you drop the other Etten. There is one foe left remaining, and we are at Boris. Oh, I mean, right. that would be right. Jacob. No, no, no that was Blink Dogs, not her. That was Blink Dogs, right. Boris, Boris. Yeah, that's right. First <laughs> you were right the first I was right the first time. Uh, you've got the bonus action healing, not me, so I'm going to attack things. Moving to engage with the griffin and attacking it. Okay, it's within 30 feet, so you can nice. definitely get in your move. Uh, bonus action to hex it instead of the other griffin. Do you want to roll advantage at the same time, or you just want to roll twice? Yeah, might as well. Uh, it's 21 to hit with the first one. Definitely hits. And with the second, uh, 18. Definitely hits again. Why did yours roll better for me than mine? I don't know. I feel betrayed. I wasn't paying attention because I just splashed water up my nose. I'm proud of you. Well done. It must have been part I, I mean, of that the perception spell, check. That, that spell that Zellin cast I'm going to a be minute ago. With a oh, I thought it was Boris's perception check earlier in this water canteen. Uh, I've only got first level spell slots left. Gotcha. Uh, I'll take it though. I mean, yeah, right. If, if it's now suddenly a fiend or an undead, that'd be a lot more. <laughs> the stuff. DM is offering you dice to roll. I guess you should do it. Yeah, right. Uh, that is 14 magical bludgeoning. Okay. Six necrotic and 12 radiant for the first one. 36 points of damage. It drops. Nice. That killed him. Okay. So all of our foes are dead? Yes. Yes. Uh, that was Boris Zellin. You're out. You don't have to use okay. a bonus action now. You could just uh, uh yeah yeah. Zellin, you could but... use you could use better spells rather than the quick one. Yeah. So I'm going to um do well. I can do if I use a bonus action. I can do two things. Well, yeah. No, I but we're do... out of initiative. You're, there's no more. There's oh. no more reason to to hurry aside yeah, from there isn't the same nine kind of more okay, Ettens. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use healing word. Okay. Um, hold on. I think I can do it at a higher level, and then that way I can heal more better. <laughs> <laughs> um, if yeah. you cast the better spells, you don't have to use your. Well, spell she's using both. Healing. Is the point she's making? I know, but I mean, um, she wants to make sure you're okay that's, fast. That's the you. best I have. Is well, healing word. Twist oh. it up. Okay, twist, yeah, twist do up it. Your, um, how much you're healing? Oh. So four d four, but uh, plus another one. Yeah, plus another d four because of the throne of Endar. I need another d four. There you go. Come on, die! It's for me. Make me heal. Okay. <laughs> and it's plus five. Oh, three fours. Three, four, two, 16 two. showing. 12, yep. 14 plus. Your wait. wisdom modifier. 16 My showing. wisdom three, modifier, three, which six, is. 16 showing. 16 on these dice right here. Oh, sorry. 16 plus. And your wisdom modifier is plus five. Oh, it is? Yes, because it's a 20. Oh, okay. So that's plus 17. Uh, no, that's no, 21. No, 21. 21. Okay. 21, 21. Yeah. Sorry, 21. I'm getting too excited. <gasps> 21 okay. points of damage. Uh, healing. 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 I mean, <laughs> healing. <laughs> I cast this with my staff. So I failed two <laughs> death saves. <laughs> <laughs> healing. Um, and that was her turn, so on the next turn I make a death save and dead. <laughs> and then I was going to do a bonus action. That, that healing was... Lord is the bonus action one. Oh. So. But Three. no, I, I'm up and moving now. I can, I could also cast... Um, a spell on myself. Okay, well, the combat is definitely over, so the, the pressure's off. There seems to be nothing else around here that, you know, could come flying at you. Yeah. We've got a pretty convenient campsite, though. Yeah, um, yeah you oh, do. Oh, wait a minute. That was Cure Wounds. I did Cure no, Wounds that, on you. No, you did Healing you, you Word. You rolled all the D4s. That is, that is Healing Word. But I'm, I'm up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cast on myself, because we get, we'll get one extra die for... Right, for the right, Throne so of Endar Blessing. Second level you Cure Wounds. Um, all right, so 11... 12 plus 4. 15 more points of damage. Okay, so yes. I'm, I'm, back, I'm back up to... So as you guys are kind I of... Feel <laughs> that many points of damage. As you guys are gathering yourself up, making sure that Jacob's okay... 
And with these things all dead around you, you can see you're at the very top of this pass. I've used Sacred Light to restore 10 hit points to myself. Okay, got it. And you can see, Jacob, that behind you, it's just the entire valley where Shepton is, is down below, very, very clear. But looking in the direction you're heading toward, you're through this pass, you're looking into the valley of Sarantarazul. Enjoying our story? Share our podcast with a friend. Want more background on the world we adventure in? Check out mattsinkovich.com and theempiresedge.com. Be a member of the podcast on subscribestar.com slash the-empires-edge.